Welcome to the show, Bawa Unfiltered, and I'm your host, Bawa. Don't forget to subscribe, and do not forget to leave reviews. Now let's get it. Welcome back, guys. And as you saw, today's topic is... Hey, hey, I bet y'all saw that topic. Hey, 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 hey. Today, y'all, we talking about, let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex, baby. Today, that's the topic we're talking about. Sex, S-E-X, S-E-X. Ooh, I'm, I'm like, I'm sure you're like, ooh, girl. What is this girl going to say about sex? You got to keep listening to find out then. Don't you think so? Let's get it. Welcome back, guys. And this is still your favorite show, Bond Unfiltered. And I am still your favorite girl or host, (laughs) Bond. Anywho, I have I have some major points on today's topic that I want to share before I get into it. Into it. So, I learned these things from the Relationship Goals Sermon on Transformation Church YouTube channel. Like I've been saying since the season began, go check it out. So, you know, I'm just always going to give y'all good stuff. My resources are always hot. They're always popping. As long as you're committed to being transformed in Christ, you want to grow, I got you. And even if you're curious and you don't know if you want to join this journey, I still got you. Because that's the whole point is to, you know, I learned today that we're supposed to be uh oh how did I forget? we are supposed I didn't forget I wasn't sure so I like to you know quote exact things so I learned today that we're supposed to be disciples and make disciples so that's that's all I'm I'm trying to do here on this you know, little thing I got going on over here. So back to what I was saying. I was saying that I was saying that I plan to give y'all some quotes. Not some quotes, some points. Really, really solid points. Very, very important points. That's gonna help y'all understand understand uh, my point or you know, my perspective on this topic. First and foremost, from the sermon led with fire by um with Pastor Michael Todd, he said, and I, I mean I agree. Sex is God's idea. God's idea. Sex has been because sex is God's idea. It is good. And also the second point was 
sex has been perverted, and y'all can agree with me on that. It's a whole lot of sex in here, and it's a whole lot of weird stuff going on, too. So, And then the third thing that I agree with, I don't know if you agree with it, but you should, is that sex has a container, and that is marriage. And outside of the container, sex is not good. Let me let y'all let it sink in. Sex is good because it's God's idea. But then, sex has been perverted. Is it sinking in? Good. And then, sex has a container. And that container is marriage. And here's what I'm throwing in. Sex outside of the container is bad. That's not God's idea. And that is also one of the perversions of sex. We good? Yes, we are. I mean, whether you're good or not, I'm, I just came in swinging, didn't I? <laughs> That's what Pastor Mike be doing to me in every sermon, like the last one before I recorded it. Just so y'all know, I tried to make this recording over a week ago, and I still haven't. I don't know if this is going to be the final cut. It is going to make the final cut. I hope it do. But we just, you know, trying our best over here. So we've got that established. Now you're asking yourself, how is sex God's idea? Right? I mean, how did he make sex? And how did he do that? Okay. Let me just, you know, give you a little something. You open your Bible. I really hope y'all got your Bibles. It's important. You better start getting to that manual and reading your word because, you know, it's important that you know what you're talking about. Uh-huh. So, Genesis chapter 2. Verses 18. Ooh, it closed. Yes. It said, oh, where is it? It said, then the Lord said, I'm reading from the NLT version. That's the one I understand the most. Then the Lord, then the Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper for I will make a helper who is just right for him. And then So I bet y'all like, okay, we heard this. How does that mean that God created sex and it's his idea and it's good? But it is, because after that, ooh, I just wish I could find it. I don't remember where it is in the Bible, but he said we should be fruitful and multiply. I bet all of y'all know that word. I can't find it right now, and time is of the essence. And it hurts me so bad that I can't find it. But he said we should be fruitful and multiply. 
And how are we going to be fruitful and multiply if we didn't have sex? And he blessed the marriage of Adam and Eve. Because he made her just right for him. To help him in his purpose. So that they could, you know, take care of the, the garden. And, the earth, and everything he made for them. And the world. You know, I know if you feel like the steam is going down, but we're going to pump it up right now. So, yes, I think we have established that. It was and still is God's idea. And the container for, it to, for, for sex to be God's idea. If I to be good, I already told you it's supposed to be in the container of marriage. That's very important. That's why he didn't. That's why Adam needed a partner, or else he'd be per, he would have perverted it. You know, because some of y'all be looking at these dogs and you know what? I'm gonna stop right there because it sounds really judgmental. So that being said. Yes, you can check Genesis one twenty eight. Well, that's what I was looking for. Is that not what I was looking for? You know, that's what I was looking for. The one that Genesis one twenty eight. It said, "God bless them and said, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth, and govern it, reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the ground." And, that, and after that, God said everything was good because he gave man a partner. So, you can check. Ooh, I can't see this. Oh, my handwriting is so bad. But you can check First Corinthians 6, 9 to 12, Isaiah 53, verse 5. To figure out how sex was God's idea and it being good. Okay? Good. Now, let's go to the most important part for me, the container bit. And why I'm saying it is only good whilst it's in the container. Because when it's in the container, it is in covenant. And it is approved by God. And, and God owns that union. So, he can protect it he can manage it because God will not provide resources and uh, and all of that good stuff for a union he didn't put his aunt that that didn't come from him because if you if you look at it you start something and it just Sometimes, I know, sometimes it's like he's trying to test your character and all of that. But sometimes, too, his, it's not his will. And when it's not his will, his provision doesn't come in. You feel me? So when you're having sex outside of the, of his will, his will being the marriage container, you, you really do not, I mean, you do not really expect him to. Be there for you and make sure fights don't happen, that y'all don't break up. Like, 
let's be real. How many relationships that are going good, they're actually really great. And then y'all have sex and it's like, it's a hot mess. And y'all just can't stand each other. And you just want to, you know, end it all. Like, be done with it. I mean, if you are not in your head, then that means you agree with me. So I said that. I want to talk about how sex confuses things. Like, you know, sometimes you need to have some really serious conversations with your partner. And they don't want to talk about it because they know that when that conversation ends, probably the relationship over and they just do not want to let go of you. So they try to cover it up by having sex. So sex prevents y'all from dealing with the true issues. Like it prevents you from getting to the root of your problems because, you know, y'all like, y'all just use it to gloss over it. But it doesn't take the problem away. It just... It's like a band-aid. Or how, how, how do I just make it so vivid? It doesn't really take care of the... It's like you cut a, a plant and you leave the stump. It's going to go back. No matter how long it takes or how short it is, it's going to go back. So... If you take sex out of the equation and y'all always have to face your your situations in a conversation where each and everybody's points are heard, y'all could reach a point where you'd be like, we agree, this is not for us. We need to go our separate ways, no hard feelings, we're good. And when you break apart like that, it will hurt, but it will not hurt as bad as if y'all have been, you know, having sex. Because you'll be joining yourself physically, emotionally, and spiritually. So when you just break up and rip apart, you just, he takes a piece of you, you take a piece of him because you become one. Every time you have sex with somebody, that is the gospel truth. It's not sex. It's not just physical. It's not just your body's merging so that when he pull out of you or you get up off him, that's it. That is not it. It's your bodies coming together. Yes, your spirits also join. And your emotions also join. So... Y'all be all tangled up in the sheets and your spirit and your emotions are also tangling up, exchanging stuff. That's how powerful sex is. That's why God put it in a container marriage because that's where he can manage whatever goes on and he can protect you from whatever the joining my brain because you become one with the person you're having sex with, whether y'all married in the eyes of God or not, the moment y'all have sex, y'all become one. So when you pull apart, like when y'all break up, when y'all break up, you take a part of him, 
And he just said, part of you with him. That's how come when y'all see each other, it's a little awkward. Or not. Or it's, you know, you know how messy it is when you meet someone you used to have sex with. Either you want to do it again or you just want to be, you know, buried six feet under because you're embarrassed. Or something like, it be making you feel all types of bad when y'all see them again. Because y'all form the soul type. Mm-hmm. Y'all definitely form the soul type. And you need deliverance. You need to pray to God about those ties so that it could be broken so you can be free from then, from those ties. And you can move on from your life and you can move on with your life and be whole for the, for the next person. But you can't just keep going around being with everybody, being joined together with everybody. They just, and giving yourself away to everybody. What? How, how much of you will be left if you just keep having sex willy-nilly with everybody? Like, one-night stands on short flings. Like, you just, you do it with everybody you see. Don't, I don't know about you, but then, me, when I, prior to embarking on this, Purity journey that I'm on, I felt really empty anytime I gave of myself to somebody else that wasn't my husband. I felt really empty and and shallow. I I don't know. I felt empty basically. I didn't. It didn't feel good at all. It did not feel good at all. And so, and it felt terrible. I felt terrible and uncomfortable and I lost my power and I, I didn't, I felt so far from God and I don't want to feel that way again. I'm not doing this out of fear, but out of, you know, respect for the fact that my body is not my own. Because it's, it's in the Bible. Oh, child, I forgot the, the verse, but it says that our bodies are the temple of God. They're not ours. But we keep treating our bodies like they're ours and they're not. Because Christ paid a price, a huge price. That is him dying on the cross for our, for our bodies, for us. And we here just giving his temple, giving anybody and everybody a, a chance to come into the temple of God. Like, really? Our we, some of us are treating our bodies like a hotel. You can check in and check out. Like, they just be checking in and checking out, checking in and checking out, checking in and checking out. I mean, it's exhausting just thinking about it. 
And I know some of y'all just want to stop and live a different life, but you just don't know how. And this is why it's so important to submit your sexuality to God. That's what being on a purity journey is. It is some, it's not ignoring that you have feelings or you have your days. Honey, I have my days. I mean, there are days I just be sitting there like, ooh, I could really use some. But then I can't. I'm not saying those feelings will not come. They will. But the important thing is, you know, it's not good for you. That five minutes, that ten minutes, twenty, thirty, whatever minutes y'all be doing it for, it's not worth it. Unless you're married, to be honest. Let it. Because you're sure you're trying you're joining yourself to somebody and exchanging not just body fluids they could have AIDS they could have all of that but that's not what I'm people and people think that because okay if you want to prevent AIDS or all those things you use a condom and all of that but condoms do not save you from sexually transmitted demons Everybody has something they're fighting with. And because, and when you submit yourselves under God's authority in the covenant of marriage, he will help you deal with those. So when you come together as man and wife, you do not have that issue of sexually transmitted demons. Because the, there's power in that union that... God has put his hands all over that. And he's taking care of it. He's managing. He's protecting it. He's preserving it. He's doing all he has to do for that union. But then if you do it outside of the marriage covenant, y'all are free game for everybody. Like his demons are coming to play in your house. Your demons are going to play in his house. And sometimes, haven't you wondered why you didn't have a certain issue before? But then after you slept with somebody, you started feeling a certain type of way that you didn't used to feel before. Yeah, y'all exchange stuff. That's the joining. That's, that's, I, some of us see sex as, is just something, sex is not powerless. It's sacred. It's powerful. It's really, really powerful. Not just laying down and sleeping with somebody and that's it. No, y'all just be mixing a whole lot of things. And it just mixes up in you and you become who you're not. Because some of you have sex, have had sex with so many people and have left your, so many parts of you with so many people that you do not even know who you are when you look in the mirror. Because you can't see yourself anymore. You don't know who you were. You can't remember who you were before you started having sex. Because when you look in the mirror, you see John. You see Mark. You see Matthew. You see Peter. You see Luke. You see Dwayne. You see Josh. You see Emily. You see Danielle. You see Lola. You see... Uh, Akosia, you see Ajoa, you see Efia, 
you see Kwame, you see Kojul, like you see everybody but yourself in the mirror because you have given away so much of you that your identity, that who you are is lost in all of those people, in who all of those people are. They, they come together in you and they form a whole different you. You become totally different. That's not supposed to be the case. I'm not here judging y'all. I'm here trying to tell y'all that you don't have to live that life anymore. Because it's not just laying down and having sex. It's not just a physical act. It's so much more than that. And it's so damaging than you really think. It's not about you getting AIDS or you getting pregnant. It's, it's way worse than that. It's like taking demons you have no idea of, like, Taking people's insecurities and making them your own. That's what happens when you get joined to the one. You don't have the covering of the covenant on you when you are joining together with that person. So God can protect you when you get joined to this man or this woman that he did not bless y'all for. So he can't. He can't take care of it in that moment. But when you decide to submit your sexuality to him and ask him to break those soul ties, ask him to make you new again and commit yourself to a life of purity until you get into the marriage covenant, he can make you new again. Because the Bible said, if you if your sins are as red as crimson, he is going to make them as white as snow. Come on, look at how red crimson is. And look at... Basically, let me put it this way. If you've given parts of you to so many other people, but you you decide that, okay, I'm not going to have sex anymore. I don't want to sleep with men. I don't want to sleep with women anymore. I'm tired of this life, Lord. I can't. I do not know who I am when I look in the mirror. I cannot. I'm, I see myself, but then I don't see myself. Who is this? I don't know, Lord. Where am I? I have no idea, but please, Jesus. Help me. Fix me. Like, help me out, Lord. Because I'm, I'm tired. I can't do this no more. I need your help. I submit all of this to under your authority. Help me to live this life of purity. Make me whole again. And he will, y'all. He will. Let me. He will make you brand new like he will give you beauty for your ashes because right now that's what you look like you feel like you're ashes because you lost so much of yourself and you feel burnt out because you're having sex with everybody you're not too far gone for god's grace to get you if you surrender your sexuality he will help you out I'm being real honest. Because I, 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 I never talk about something that I've never been through. I mean, I know I've only had sex with just one person. Like, the penetration. Yes, like, that type with only one person. But then, 
added a whole lot of other stuff with a whole lot of dudes like kissing, touching, and all of that. I I I done it all, and it made me feel dirty, like I was this cheap girl, and I, you know, I don't know if I ever told y'all this story, but the the reason why I'm so passionate about this is we as as women some of us miss we we've we've been given the wrong idea of what love is and and so we 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 confuse lust for love when when a man sees that we have a great body we think and they compliment us we think they love us but they don't. I've never met a guy that I did something sexual with and they stayed before. Case in point. Early in the year, I, I met this dude. I didn't meet him because I've always known him, but we became really close. And then we became strangers again. Why? Cause we were so we were we weren't physically intimate, but we were virtually intimate. He showed me parts of him that I didn't need to see, and I showed him parts of me he didn't need to see. And then that was it. Then it got me thinking that people just want to know me as, as because they get to because the, we confuse lust for love when when a man sees that we have a great body we think and they compliment us we think they love us but they don't. I've never met a guy that I did something sexual with and they stayed before. Case in point, early in the year, I, I met this dude. I didn't meet him because I've always known him, but we became really close. And then we became strangers again. Why? Cause we were so we were we weren't physically intimate, but we were virtually intimate. He showed me parts of him that I didn't need to see, and I showed him parts of me he didn't need to see. And then that was it. Then it got me thinking that people just want to know me as, as because. They get to because the the past me wanting affection and all of that would you know sacrifice my body so that I could gain that affection and I think that's how a whole lot of us ladies are in relationships we don't want to be in because they show us little affection and that's it. There's so much 
good out out there. There's so many great guys. And you, if you're a godly girl, and you think that all the guys around you are not, and they they don't want to hang out with you because you're not ready to put out. So, but because you want company, so you want to put out. Girl, don't do it. Boy, don't do it. It's not worth it. You you will do it, and then you regret it. And you have to deal with the regret and the pain and the hurt and all of that stuff that comes with engaging in sexual immorality. It's The Bible says it's, a, it's the only sin you commit against your own body. You do it to yourself. You hurt your own self. You degrade your own body. You cause harm to your body. Because if you have sex with somebody and they have AIDS, I'm not the one getting the AIDS. It's you. You have sex with the AIDS patient, so you get AIDS. You get herpes. You get you get the demons that he transfers into you or the demons that she transfers into you. You get pregnant and have your body changed and and have the stretch marks and the and the labor pain and the C section cuts and all of that. You it's not me. It's you. You are the one who look in the mirror and you be like, You're not pretty enough because he transferred you his body insecurities or you look into your mirror and you think you can do what you, you've been always able to do because she transferred her insecurities onto you when y'all joined to be one in that sex and that's physical activity of sex that's what happened I, I, I keep talking about joining because that is the only way I feel like I can talk about this for y'all to get it when when you have sex, you join to be with one person, to be one with someone who is not your husband or your wife. So you do not have the protection of the marriage covenant. And so all of the things that take place, God can't help you from it. You You're not protected from it. If you don't go away with anything I told in this episode, please go away with the fact that sex is more is is less physical and more spiritual and emotional. Like the parts of sex you don't see are greater than the parts that you do see. It's more than just him being in you or you being in her for that short amount of time because the effects of engaging in that um, sacred act outside the covenant of marriage it's more than just you know as I said you being in her and him being in you that part is just 20% of it 80% are the things you don't see 
the exchanging of your DNA, the exchanging of your emotions, that y'all, like, it is, that's why people say that if we knew how powerful it, God doesn't want you, and I, I find it so funny that people be like, okay, God doesn't want us to have sex before we marry them, why didn't he give us up? Our private parts. Why didn't he wait till when we got married before he gave us those parts? And I, I think that is a really, really ignorant statement because the fruit of the spirit has self-control part. That means God wants us to have self-control. Because, let's see, if we wait, if he gives us the parts, before uh before um on our wedding night we don't have no self control. Yeah we'll be having sex with our partners but when you see someone else that is good looking and attractive more than your partner or even you get sexual urges around those people, you do not have the self control to control yourself and be like I am married. I have a partner at home. I can get this at home. I can, I should not put myself in this because then it is adultery. Because we we have our parts now so that we can learn self-control. Because if you're sexually immoral now, marriage is not going to fix it. It will not. If you're having sex willy-nilly now, marriage certificate is not going to stop you from having sex willy-nilly. Because when you see someone you feel like doing it, you do it anyway. So when you get married, it's going to be the same thing because you do not have self-control. So it is important. God gave us our parts on the day we were born so that we could learn self-control. So learn it. And also... I don't know if I really said what I want to say about this. I hope my message gets across the way I want it to get across. Because it means so much to me that you guys get to understand the fact that you're not supposed to have sex willy-nilly with every Tom, Dick, and Harry. Or every Megan... Priscilla and Joyce. You're supposed to wait and do it in the covenant, in the container of marriage where God will bless you. Because I've heard from people who kept their virginity till marriage in their wedding night that it is so amazing or they said i heard it and even those who waited like they've done it before but then they decided to commit to a life of purity before they and and so they kept to it and they got married they said it's different like they said that marriage sex is so different from the not married sex not different as it's 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 so good because it's two healthy whole people coming together to join into one. It gets 
the angels be shouting praise. God be smiling down on y'all. Like, it is a whole worship. So, I'm just saying. I know sex is good. I know you got an itch you want to scratch. But think about it. There, I mean, how would you feel? I mean, I, I feel bad I didn't keep my virginity. Because I sometimes I'm sitting there thinking about what if the man I married waited his whole life and then I didn't. So, he, like, he kept his purity. He didn't do none of the stuff I did. He didn't masturbate. He didn't sleep with girls. He didn't sex. He didn't sex girls. He kept himself pure, just for me. He and I can't and I didn't. Like I would feel so bad. Think about it. What if the? It should be more than just think about God too, cause I mean, sex is powerful. It can definitely lead you into sin. Look at David. Because of sex, he killed somebody. He and took his wife. And then they had a kid, but that kid died. Sex outside of God's container is full of damage, pain, death, and hurt. Like, it will kill something in you. It will kill the good in you and multiply the bad in you. David was man after God's own heart. So he, he so he should be a different he was a pure man. But when he had sex with Bathsheba, who was somebody's wife, by the way, he had to kill the man so that he could cover up his sin. I mean, he was a soldier. Soldiers killed by that part of the job as a soldier. You know what it is. They kill people. I don't. I don't really want to get into the logistics of the work of being a soldier. But it is his job to do that. But killing Uriah had nothing to do with his job. He wasn't an enemy. That was his soldier. That was his teammate. That was his comrade. His back. His you know his friend in arms, and he killed him. It was murder, just so he could have his wife. That's what sex does to you. It makes you greedy. It makes you evil when you do it outside of the marriage container. It turns into something you are not. That is why I'm, I, I'm keeping on saying that you need and purity. And a lot of people are saying purity. People think that purity is a place or uh, uh, how do you put it? It's a, a checklist. Like, okay, so I went out with Jerome and we didn't kiss. Check. I'm pure. I went out with Jerome and he didn't touch my boobs. Yeah, so. I went out with Jerome and he didn't touch my my butt. Ooh, I'm pure then. But then you went out with Jerome and you were looking at him like, oh, poppy. Oh, you're looking good, honey. 
Oof, you know, you know what you do. You were looking at him with them sexy eyes, biting your lip, and thinking of all the different ways he could have you. You're not pure. Impurity is is a heart issue. It has to do with your heart. So it got me when I thought of this. It got me thinking. So God does it mean that my heart is not for you. Am I not really saved if I can't commit? purity then he told me I hadn't surrendered my sexuality to him that's how come I could be preaching the word and still go ahead and sex somebody but ever since I got that I don't say that it changed me overnight but after I surrendered that part of me to God the temptations come, but my reaction is different. It don't have that much power over me like before. Like before, if I feel it, if that temptation come, I'm just going to roll with it. And end up in all sorts of situations I never thought it I would. That's what, you know, sex out of the covenant. You end up in places you never thought you'd be. You... You go through things you never thought you'd go through. It just takes you on a whole different ride than you ever thought you would be on. It changes you. It it makes you something totally different. You can't even recognize yourself anymore. That's what it does. But I'm here and I'm asking y'all that... Surrender your sexuality, God. Give it to him. He he knows what to do with what you got. T- at TC, we say this. All you have is all you need. You're broken right now. Take it to Jesus. It don't matter if you have sex with somebody and you got a kid right now. Take it to Jesus. That child is still a blessing. But you need to start modeling something different for her. You need to, or him, you need to show them. That it is not just this way is not the way. There is a better way. But that way is, is not the most traveled. But it is the most important way to travel. And if you give this all, all everything you've ever done sexually to God, he will, he will fill you up. The pieces of you that you gave out, he will make you whole. The things that you got into you because you joined with somebody else, he'll take them out of you. He will deliver you completely. You will become healed, whole, ready for the next person. Not just any person. The person you enter into covenant with. You will be ready for that. And so that when you get joined to that person, you enjoy how beautiful it is actually be pure in so if you want to join in on this purity journey you can email me DM me and we can get to talking I have some resources I can share with y'all but it's important that on this journey you know your word that is the Bible you need to study the word a lot because I love this 
this verse as your word i have hidden in you that i might not in me that i might not sin against you if you are so filled with god's word like really filled in the word you're not just reading it but you are studying it and you're applying it to your life and you are full of it and it is transforming you all of this you see the devil tempted Jesus when he was fasting Jesus overcame the devil with the word of God so that is proof that we can overcome temptation the only way we can do that is by the word and if you do not have the word it's going to be a little iffy trying to get out of some situation so it's very important that we read our Bibles and get to know God's opinion, God's word and standpoint on a whole lot of issues. This is really important. So if you're here right now and you have, you know, not accepted a Jesus as your Lord and Savior and you want to, let's pray. Dear Lord, I believe that Jesus Christ came to die and he, and he rose again for my sake. Today I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that Jesus lived and died for me. I ask that he come and take his place at the throne of my heart. That I might be transformed into his image. So that I can be a disciple and make disciples in Jesus' name. Amen. I know I spoke a lot today. I don't know if I made any sense. But if I did, leave a review. You can still email me what you think I should have added with your questions and everything. I'm here for y'all. Thank you so much for listening to Bama Unfiltered. My name is... Hey, guys. I hope you had a great time on today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, share, leave your reviews, and send me your messages via, you know, my DMs on Instagram. I am underscore Bowen. Twitter, I am underscore Bowen. Facebook, on my inbox, you know, my Facebook page, Bowen Filtered, like my page. And, you know, what else? You can email me too. Bound at gmail.com. I got you. So let's get this conversation going.